podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Manchester United Redcast. Although, let's be fair, I think we're going to have to rename the Manchester United Rankcast after this week's episode. Brought to you this week by Beer 52, the summer don't worry, it's already behind us. This is probably the last day of uh, of nice sunshine we're going to get. I'm sure you can all agree that it's been the strangest summer ever. Thankfully, we have the return of football to provide much-needed normality as the night's drawing. Celebrate this. Beer 52 are generously offering free beer to you while watching your team from the comfort of your own home. Don't forget, it's beer52.com forward slash United. You can head over there and uh, and get your beer for free. All you need to do is cover the 595 postage. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club with over 150,000 members that they send a brand new case to every month. Every month's case has a different theme. Past themes include beer from New Zealand, South Africa, Korea, and the USA. It's an independent British company. Beer 52, super passionate about the UK craft beer scene. Beer52.com forward slash United. Get your first case of eight beers for £5.95. That's beer52.com forward slash United. So the beers are gratis. You just pay the postage and packaging. Very, 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 very simple. Uh, joining me this week to uh, kick the shit out of Manchester United is uh, Mr. Ben Paul. Ben, um, yeah, I'm not even going to ask how you are because... Don't. Fine, don't. Yeah, uh, and we've got another addition to the Paul family. It is Dan Riley Paul? Um, Dan. Yeah, I've always wanted a double-barreled name. And, uh, this makes you sound uh, middle class, then, doesn't it? It does. It does absolutely. You know. Um, but yeah, I'm just, this uh, this I'm glad to join the the Paul Club. <laughs> good, good, good to have you on board. I mean, where are you from? So, Isha, Orpington, out uh, that way with the double I'm, I'm, I, I am, funnily enough, not far from Orpington, Chislehurst. Slightly oh. more posh, slightly more yeah. posh. There you go. Lovely, <laughs> lovely, lovely. Second hand Rover in the drive. Uh, you know, <laughs> 2.4 GLX. He's lovely. He's, he's, he's good. Um, gentlemen, there's only one place to start that is Saturday. Um, and and the the shit show against Crystal Palace. Um, after I didn't get to watch it because and I I watched the, the sort of the full ninety afterwards. I was on my way back from a game um, myself, coming back from work. We are in deep shit. <laughs> we are in deep 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 shit. Um, just a few sort of notes from that game. Obviously, a lot of people are coming out saying the players are tired. They haven't had a proper preseason. I think that's bollocks. Secondly, uh, Lindelof is going to go up there with one of the worst defenders United has ever seen. I said last week on the pod that he um, he's scared of the ball. And Zaha <laughs> embarrassed him the other day. Zaha absolutely embarrassed him the other day. The geezer's finished. We have eight centre-halves at a football club, of which five are, are not good enough at all. Um, again, we were not clinical enough in front of goal. Um, 
I think this is one of the times I can actually turn around and say I think Oli got it wrong in terms of team selection when you're playing a team like Crystal Palace who will give you infinite amounts of possession. Um, he didn't utilise his squad well enough. A player like Juan Mata is, is unlocking a Palace defence there with, with, with a defence-splitting pass. Um, and, and, and again, it was just poor. It was horrendous. De Gea culpable for a goal. Um, things are things are not looking good right now for United. Obviously, with the lack of signings, there was you know pure furore uh, over the weekend. Um, I mean, we got Luton Town tonight in the in the Carabao Cup. You never know what could happen there, chaps. Who wants to who wants to bite first and, and kick off and rant? Dan Riley does. Um, um, I think I I think there's I do think I've, I was slightly I would say I do think that the lack of match fitness was did have some effect on the game. However, I don't think we should use that as an excuse. I think per- perhaps it feels to me like there's a little bit of the kind of the, the Fernandez buzz and the, and the sort of crest of a wave we were playing at sort of post-lockdown seems to have burst a little bit. That bubble felt like it kind of, it was a little bit back to reality and I think what was evident was that when we have players missing, the team, just the, the level of the quality just drops dramatically. When, when, when we have our first 11 that we want to play playing, I think we can give anyone a game. When we don't have all those players in, we are gettable, if that makes sense. So you're talking about the depth of the squad. You're talking about the strength of the bench. Someone, what it is, Ben, someone put, someone put a tweet out where, where they sort of highlighted the right side of our, pit, of our team on, on, on that game. And it was Fosu Mensah, Lindelof, Dan James and McTominay. And that just isn't anywhere near. That's like, that's, that's mid-table. That's mid-table, isn't it? I mean, well, Everton's, Everton's better. Everton's better now. And, yeah. that's, and that's the worrying thing for yeah. me. <clears throat> I agreed. Um, the, when you look at our competition, they've all got stronger and we have stood still, possibly possibly weaker. Chaps, um, lack of ambition. We, I, I've looked at every club in the Premier League and you know what? They've all addressed issues. We are the only club in the Premier League, bar Burnley maybe, and that's because they're skint. They've got no money. We're the only club in the Premier League who, who lack ambition. If you look at some of, the, some of the teams that the Leicester have spent, Everton, you know, Ancelotti realised he needed to rebuild the midfield. They've gone and got James Rodriguez. We will sit and take the piss out of Arsenal and go, oh yeah, they're this, they're that, the other. Mate, they realised their defence is shit. They went and got Gabriel. You know, they've managed to tie down Edin Dzeko. Liverpool, they've signed Thiago, mate. Thiago, Diogo Jota. Palace are signing players. You go to Aston Villa, they've got five senior goalkeepers on the books. They've just signed another one. They do yeah. it without a fuss. And they do it's it without a fuss. They get on with the business. How much, how much of the back page was dominated by, by Liverpool but, uh, signing Diego Jota? How much of the back page was dominated by um, James Rodriguez going to, going to Everton? They just get on with it. They, they go to a club, we'd like your player, how much? Mm, we can't afford it, we'll move on. Oh, we can afford it, we'll buy him. What the fuck are we doing? We're embarrassing. I think, I think the club, ben, you, the club has lost its its um, 
its its ability to to do business to be taken seriously on a on a financial and a and a, and a business scale. We are an embarrassment. People laugh at us when we come to them and say, we'd like your player, because you're going to go, all right, you can either way pay way over the odds, or you can just insult us with a below-par bid. Well, you, you know, you've, you've, we've, we've, done, we've been doing this Sancho dance all summer, and just re- I was just reading back some things today, and they told us, if you want him, you have to sign him by the 10th of August, I think it was. I think United arrogantly decided to, you know, ignore that, believing they could do the deal on their terms. And now today, the um, the the one of the um, Dortmund um, t- uh, team managers come out and said that he's staying and he's happy to stay. And I think you probably we, many of us saw that brilliant assist he provided on the weekend. I mean, why would he want to leave? <laughs> At the moment, that's the thing for me as well. It's, it's all very well saying we'll get him, but I'm hoping he wants to leave. I'm hoping he misses England. He wants to come back. He's got a lot of mates in the England team. He, he fancies shacking up with them. Um, I spoke to a lot of my city mates. They said he's trouble. And that's one of the reasons why he left. And I can, you know, he's, he is a, you know, he's, he's a, got prima donna tendencies, and I, and I think that suits him to the English game. I don't think you can do that out in Dortmund. Um, I think he wants to come back home. I think he's a little bit homesick. But he's got to do a bit of the walking and talking himself. If a player is unhappy at a club, that usually facilitates leaving. And he clearly, um, for, if you believe some of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, he's chatting to Oli, um, he's, he's talking to his teammates, they say he wants to join them. He's kind of got to make a little bit of a move himself. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not forgiving you. Um, our inadequacies in the transfer market and are doing business here. But he's kind of got to do a little bit of talking himself, saying, you know what, I could join United. Maybe I will join United. Maybe I'm not particularly happy at Dortmund. And that might engineer the move, because at the moment, we are absolutely, there's a brick wall there that Dortmund are laughing at us. He's got three years left on his contract. They don't have to sell him. But as you said, as you said, Ben, as well earlier, and when you were talking about what Liverpool do, you, you you made the very, very good point of if you can't get them, move on. What, what, who's the who's the plan B? <laughs> you know, what, why have we why have we? It seems we've said we want Sancho, but we're not prepared to pay what the selling club want for him. And it's like, well, if you're not going to do that, then you. Because this is still going to happen. Because Woodward still arrogantly, arrogantly believes that he can go down to the wire and say, "Do you know what? It's the end of the transfer window tomorrow. Here's ninety-five million for him. Take it or leave it." And Dortmund will go, "All right, we'll leave it." Because he's still that fucking arrogant. And yes, the only people that seem to have lined up are the people that turned us down on many occasions in the past. You know, Perisic has turned us down before. Um, the fella at um, you know um, what's his name. The, yeah, the Brazilian fellow at uh, uh, oh, Doug, Douglas Costa. Douglas Costa. They've all turned us down in the past, and yet we're sort of we're begging them to come and join us. They're not. They're, they're stop gaps, um, and we don't have a plan B. Dan James. They're, talk, they're talking about a plan B. I mean, the first one that's come out is this Asar from Watford. Fuck me, he got relegated last year. Got fucking relegated last. It's Asar. You know. Then they're talking about Usman Dembele. 
you know what? If United go and get Dembele, fair enough, they've gone and got someone. But you've got a geezer whose hamstrings are made out of fucking breadsticks. Do you know what I mean? Like, literally. Like, you know, you've got to question things. I'm waiting for the typical thing this week of United in the market for a director of football. I'm waiting for that press release to come out because, let's be fair, you know, we, we can all expect it from the shit show that Edward yeah. is running. Um, actually, interestingly, I wanted to actually bring up something on, on the Glazer ownership. Um, it's actually a stat I found from an account called Swiss Ramble. Um, Manchester United have paid £209 million in the last five years to fund the Glazer's ownership structure. That's £120 million in interest plus £89 million in dividends. In the last 10 years, they've spent £838 million on financing. £488 million in interest, 251 debt repayments, £99 million on dividends, and they've taken out £140 million in loans since the year end. United are the only club in the Premier League whose owners do not put money into them. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? I was speaking to my um, one of my best mates is is uh, in this kind of world, and he said that um, that's how they structured the ownership of the club. You've got to blame the previous owners. It's a business. Only Abramovich and Mansoor are not owning their clubs as business investments. I think that's not the Glazers' fault. They they saw. I think United as a whole, it's their fault. You shouldn't have welcomed in these fucking snakes. Um, they've structured a deal. Everybody seems to be, you know. Uh, have okayed it but the money that's but the, the main problem is they see it as a business and it's selling as you've said many times in the past selling noodles in the far east and i think woodward is a, is a machine he's a money-making machine he knows nothing about personal um being a, a, a behaving on a personal personable um level but he also knows nothing about football he's not a footballing man so couple that together, we are in shit. Uh, looking at some of the other options, some of the other transfer um, coming out. Uh, Alex Tellers from Porto. Um, apparently, uh, he's got a £36 million release clause, but Porto are willing to sell at 23 because of, uh, a, well, he's got a year left on his deal. Um, don't fuck it up, Ed. Don't fuck it up. Uh, Luke Shaw culpable on Saturday. Again, um, that back line is so scary. It's it's worrying. I mean, like Luke Shaw, we, t- we talk about Luke Shaw every single season. He's just not good enough. I mean, it, it's it's been, it's rinse and repeat like so much. He's he's neither good enough going forward and he's neither good enough going back. He's the, he's the ultimate sort of six and a half out of 10 footballer for me. He's, he, just get rid of him. Stats, stats from stats from last season. I mean, he didn't play every game. That's a problem. He's injury prone. Played twenty games, zero goals, zero assists. If you compare that to Robertson, he got two goals, twelve assists. If you compare that to Alexander Arnold, four goals, thirteen assists. Would if you, you compare that to Tellez, eleven goals, eight assists? Would you believe in seven seasons he's only played one hundred and forty games in seven years? That, yeah, that worked that, out right, about 20 games a season. Yeah, I, 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 I can believe that. It's time, it's time to, for me, just play Williams. Just play Williams. It, obviously, we got, we, he wants a, uh, another option there. But for now, play Williams. And if you're going to play Shaw, play a three at the back. Why would you play three at the back against fucking Crystal Palace, man? Well, I'll tell you why, Aaron. I would have done I, the reason I would have done it on that game is because of the 
the the lack of fitness. If there was a if there was a if they did feel that the, we weren't sharp enough, we could have done with that extra security. And I and I I just I I you know it, it's it probably wouldn't have made any difference. But I think he's at least Shaw's better in a three than he is as a left back. Mate, he's still uh, playing fucking Posumensa. Yeah, <laughs> I've, on, I, as, I, as, as I as I said earlier, that that right side was just nowhere near good enough. I don't understand. Well, what I don't understand is why are you not playing Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams is 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 a right footed left back. You mm. know, surely he can play at right back. A lot of people are saying that the team on Saturday was a message to the board. Let's be fair. If you really want to, you know, send a message to the board, you play, you know, you play Smalling at right back for uh, Jones. Fosu Mensah, Lindelof and, 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 and uh, Marcos Rojo. He's still knocking around as well. You know, Marcos Rojo, chuck him in there. It's just... Joking apart, Smalling could probably do a better job than Lindelof. Well, I don't know if you heard the Milan boss, uh, sorry, the ACS Roma boss saying, I need Chris Smalling. Genuinely, I've never heard those words before in my yeah, life. Yeah, but he's only I willing to dump up 12 million for him. Yeah. Uh, um, need him that much. Currently, I'd rather play. I'd I'd sooner see Phil Jones playing than Lindelof. I mean, you know, at least at least at least Phil Jones will will get in there and 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 play with a bit of kind of authority. Lindelof's just so weak. He's he's scared of the ball, pal. He's scared of the ball. He's he's got to be one of the worst defenders we've ever seen. Um, he looks Wait, shot. Who, who scouted him? Was he was he a Mourinho uh, Mourinho signing? Yeah, tip. it was Mourinho signing. Oh. He was a Mourinho signing, which I'm I'm surprised about because he's not exactly, you know, he's big. very un Mourinho, isn't he? He's a very un Mourinho player. Not big. He's not. He's he's not agile. He's not. He's just a very strange player. <laughs> he's he's Everton. There's an Everton. Sorry, there's an <laughs> elephant in the room here, and that is Maguire good enough, or is he just covering too many poor defenders? I, I think that I think Maguire's fine. Play, play, you know, play Bailey, play Two and Zabi, play Jones, play anyone alongside him, but not Lindelof. Okay, Please, don't ask for Phil Jones, mate. Don't ask for Phil Jones. Go on, <laughs> Phil Jones. You know what? If we if we could if we could have banked early promise, then Luke Shaw was one of the best left backs we'd ever seen in this country, and Phil yeah. Jones was one of the the best youngest young prospects the country has seen. Those are the early days. If you could have banked that, take it. It's a shame how they turned out. They never quite fulfilled their, their promise. A bit like Ravel Morrison, who's joined his 11th... <laughs> he's joined his 11th club, I think, in the Dutch first or second division, Den Haag. 11th club for Ravel Morrison, another one who was supposed to be a wonder kid. It's a shame what happens to these kids. So, so was Jesse Lingard, but he's 27. He's still a fucking rat. That's what the problem is. Uh, guys, tell me about Diego Dallo, man. Like, the best attacking fullback probably at the club. And he's been bombed out completely. Who did you say? Diogo Dallo. Oh. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure, to be honest, whether he's he's a required standard for me, Aaron. I'm, I, I, I think I like him. He seems to have a good attitude and um, a, a degree of, you know, like you say, going forward, good player. I'm not sure whether he's he's the answer. It, it, talking of Tellez, I'm not I'm not that okay with Portuguese football. How good is he? 
he's an attacking. He's, he's, he's great at attacking. How good is he defending? I don't know. Uh, good, good. I mean, you've got to look at his goal record more than his. You know, obviously with defensive stats, you can't really pick up on him. Um, but you know, he, he's he's known for being, you know, skilled, quick. He's very much an attacking fullback in sort of the Andy Robertson mould, um, which makes me surprised when we don't play Dallow because he is the best attacking footballer, uh, fullback at the club. And we play Fossi Mentor instead, who is just shit, let's be fair. He's crap. I don't think he offers much at all. Um, he offers he offers not much at all in, in terms of that right back berth. It's just... It's just a massive, massive, massive fuckery. We're playing Luton tonight. We've got Luton in the, the, the Carabao Cup tonight. Would you stick with that same team and say, go out there and fucking sort it out? Or would you make changes? No, because they're all knackered. And I think he will make changes at every single position. I think Henderson will play. I think Lingard will start. I think uh, Fred will probably start. Matic. I think it, it's going to be a game for the juniors. Because of, I think it's more important for those players to, to get rest. I know you'll probably say, no, they need to get a bit of match practice, etc. But it's the fucking Carabao Cup. I mean, let's, let's face it. Let's face it. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I think we don't really... I mean, you, you, don't want, you don't ever want to see United lose. But I think really importantly is next Saturday. I mean, I am genuinely concerned about going to Brighton. Because they, to me, look like a, t- a side that know exactly what they're doing. Graham Potter's clearly a very, very good coach. They've got this lad, Lamptey, who they bought from Chelsea for a, a absolute pittance and looks a, a tidy little player. And I think this could be, you know, we could be starting the season with two defeats. Well... If we need a kick. We need something to scare the management, the upper management, because I think they're, they're coasting into another season with no, with no, with, you know, with no signings. And maybe I dare, I, I don't want to see United lose, but you've got to send a message to the board that this isn't good enough. This is fucking Woodward. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He does not give a shit. That's the thing. You know. Let's be fair. He's had so many opportunities to do deals to players. Yet he fucks around as usual. What happened in the days of David Gill when he signed Nanny Anderson and Hargreaves on the, in one day? In one day, he signed three players. What People the were, fuck is that on? Right? It yeah, takes I mean, two, months, two months to sign a player. That combination, when Fergie and Gill were, are in the room, you don't fuck around. They brought in instantly players like RVP, Evra, Vidic, Ferdinand. It, you, all our best players were bought instantly by those players, by, the, by that, 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 that team. Um, for reasonable money as well, for really reasonable money, every single one of them, albeit Ferdinand, thirty million at the time. Yeah, he's in. He's a um, Woodward's a managing director. He's not a footballing man. Did you see that Rio clip this week? I thought um, we all saw it because it was on our little um, WhatsApp thread. You know, telling Rio Ferdinand that one of the great servants to the club in the changing room after the last game of the season that do you know what, mate, your services are no longer required. Not giving him the chance to say goodbye to his fans. Um, it shows you the measure of the man. Yeah, you he's know, a heartless. That's it. He's a dickhead. <laughs> he's also a dickhead that's just put his house up for sale. I don't know if anyone saw that yesterday, by the way. Yeah, I did. Uh, he's put his house up for sale, willing to take a 300 grand hit 
on his house. He bought it for 2.3 million. He stuck it up for 2 million. Well, that just says it all with Ed Woodward. He could not sell fucking eyes to Eskimos and not. Dortmund should go in there and go, you know, we think your house is worth 1 million and take it right to the line and still expect him to sell one minute for one million. Uh, just the talking about, that. Go, sorry, mate, go on. Talking about the, um, just looking at the, the rest of the team, of the, you know, defence defense aside, um, what do we think he might do with the, with the midfield now? Because I, personally, I don't think Pogba was fit. I think he's, you know, he's had, he's obviously had COVID, which... I think, you know, he got a lot of criticism, but I think you have to factor that in. Um, do you think Van der Beek will start? I, I think you've hit on a, a very good point there. Will Pogba ever be good enough? How many games can you remember Pogba being world-class? Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. It's a good point we've had him from... Coming up, um, it's true. I actually asked one of my United Sporting Pals yesterday, "How many games can you remember Pogba actually being world class?" And I remember City away in the in the, in the Mourinho season, second Mourinho season, he he was class. Um, maybe the old Champions League night here and there, but that's pretty much it. He looks frustrated a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a good point coming up. Um, from, from one of our, our voicemailers very, very shortly. We've actually launched this new feature, chaps, where uh, you can send us your voicemails, you drop on us, uh, drop them in on an email, and um, and we will uh, we'll play them out on the show. Um, very quickly, before we break, I just want to ask you one more question. Um, Simon Jordan on Talk Sport, very simply summing up, saying United are getting further and further away. Um... And, 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 you know, sort of slaying Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Do you think that a, few, a couple more bad results and, and people are going to turn on Solskjaer? Obviously, we've had bad press already. But do you think that, that, that the majority will start turning? Or do you think he's being set up for a fall? Pochettino in by Christmas? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he's being... I'm not sure I believe he's being set up for a fall. Um, but one thing I'm starting to that it does concern me about Solskjaer is I I worry about how he reacts in games. I that's that I don't know whether he's kind of quite got enough nous to get us back into games with tactical decisions or you know or or team selections uh, team changes. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence with, with Ollie at the moment. Um, someone asked a very pertinent question. Uh, I think it was on Talk Sport, which was, if any of, if, if Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer was available as, as a manager, would any of the other top six take him? And I think the answer was no, they wouldn't. Well, because of, because of record alone, you wouldn't. But it, this one is more about the heart rather than the head. He's... I, of course, of course. But should we be doing? I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't, but I'm just asking the question: Are we? Are we being? Are we thinking heart overhead when we should be going the other way? Um, and the, and that reason is, we know Pochettino's uh, record here. We know what he did at Tottenham, and is he going to get snapped up? And then are we going to be left with? Solskjaer not delivering again. Well, um, Pochettino's and, and, not been snapped up yet. He's had, the opportunities have been out there. 
uh, over in Spain, you know, he, he, the dream clubs have, have, all, have had management changes. They didn't snap him up. I'm wondering if, if it's not po- Pochettino, who else is out there? Nagelsmann. God. There are, there are a few big names out there still that could do a job at United. Yeah. I just think that whatever manager comes in, they will be let down because of the, the yeah. sheer, you know, the sheer, the sheer um, lack of any nous from the board. The fact that they're, I'm telling you, they're more worried about the shirt sponsorship next season. They're more worried about that, about the fact that they've got to make sure that they get a decent on shirt sponsor that's going to replace the outgoing Chevrolet rather than the actual squad. You know what the sad thing is? This is probably the best squad we've had, the most unified squad we've had since Alex Ferguson retired. Yeah? There's still dead wood to go, but this is the most unified squad we've got. We are two to three players away from making an actual, you know, giving it a tilt, giving it a go. But they will not do it. They will refuse to do it. It's just, uh, it's just baffling. It's, it's, it's a bit soul destroying as well. It is a bit soul destroying. Uh, gents, let's take a pause. On the way back, though, we've got a new feature. It's your voicemails. We'll be having a listen to them next. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Yeah, could I speak to Sir Alex Ferguson, please? The crime, Manchester United, were absolutely knackered. Please leave your message after the tone. So, my thoughts on the pre-season and the first game for United. Well, what pre-season? Um, it feels like we only stopped playing a matter of days ago and uh, the bulk of the pre-season has been taken up with endless transfer speculation and few signings. Harry Maguire's arrest, Paul Pogba's positive COVID test, Aaron Wan-Bissaka in isolation. So uh, perhaps not the greatest of pre-seasons. As for the game, yeah, shocker. Um, However, I will put that down to the basics, a lack of fitness and a lack of time spent together. So I think what United need is is time more than signings. Um, Signings will be helpful, but Ollie, let's just get the boys fit. Hi, Gavin Case Donred here. Um, time to offload Paul Pogba, in my view. Been at the club five years, um, not much influence at all. Count on one hand how many great games he's had. Some of our best results in that period have been without him playing. He's been tried in every position in midfield. I just think it's the pace of the Premier League and the pressing that doesn't suit him. He prefers more time and space, which you'll get in Italy or playing in international football. Um, just my opinion, time to offload um, and I think the other players in midfield would thrive without him. Hi, it's Richard here. 
I just want to talk about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the negativity that's taking place online. I see a lot of fans just angry at Ole, angry at his tactics, angry at his lack, supposed lack, of in-game tactics. But I think Ole's done a fantastic job since he's been at United. I think he's been the best manager post-Ferguson. He's cleared a lot of deadwood out, a lot of deadwood. He's really cleansed that dressing room as, as Gary Neville wanted to. Uh, after the uh, 4-0 loss to Everton. But I really feel he's been let down by the board, by the Glazers, by Ed Woodward, because he's clearly identified where United need to strengthen and just hasn't been supported. All right, I'm just going to give some thoughts on uh, what happened on Saturday and um, transfers at United at the moment. Uh, I think what we saw on Saturday has been brewing since the Premier League finished uh, last season. We were knackered at the end and then we carried on playing um, in the Europa League we finished the season really late and then we had a chaotic uh, closed season events with Greenwood uh, Maguire Pogba got Covid um, Wambasaka and others had to quarantine so we're getting the players back late the players are coming back and having a week together there's only one pre-season game where no one played then we go up against a side that's got five games under its belt uh, and no players who have done, you know, from their players in a stint in a Greek jail. Um, we've got a weak centre-back partnership, which looked even worse when it's tired. Um, but I do think there's now, there's no need to, to panic. Um, our starting 11 is good. It's really good. Uh, it's just not going yet. Uh, Transfer-wise, same old, same old. We still need a right wing. We know who that is. We still need a left-back. And we still need a centre-back. Then in January, when uh, Gallo goes, we'll need another striker. Um, but there's no need. There's no point in buying um, not top-quality players. We're just going to have the same problem. We're going to have another player on a big wage that's Lindelof level. If we're after a centre-back, we need to buy the best. Or it's pointless. So, centre-back, up Meccano. Left-back, Tellez. Right-wing, Sancho. And then next summer... We'd have to look at buying a centre uh, defensive midfielder, and as I say, um, a striker in January. Who that is, I don't know, but uh, that's just my thoughts. Hi there, I'm Porrick, uh, an Irish uh, Manchester United fan living in London. Um, my view on the game against Crystal Palace, not a surprise. Uh, with the little transfer business we did, what would we expect? Um, the two clones in the central defence, no, Harry Maguire. Usually reliable, but can get caught napping. Uh, Victor Lindelof has been a disgrace at the back. An absolute joke. He was a fall for three goals. Um, Luke Shaw as well. Yeah, in the first goal, he let the cross come in. I don't know how he didn't... I don't know how he was bullied off the ball or held off the ball. It was just like there was minimal effort put in. And Luke Shaw then likes to do this thing where he'll leave so much space at the other wing he'd run into the middle, but he's always constantly ball-watching. So Luke Shaw always ball-watches, doesn't watch his man, and that's how he got cut off for the uh, the goal. It's just, again, the usual Manchester United thing, just lacklustre in every area. Just no movement whatsoever. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is out injured, and if we don't sort the right-wing situation out, you mean you can't, you can't continuously... Rely on an 18, 19 year old kid in Mason Greenwood. If they don't have backup, 
in that position or if they don't invest in Jaden Sancho or someone like that, they are fucked for the rest of the season. With this, with the the whole transfer window, I believe the season is done already. It's over. There's, I hate saying this, but I can see Arsenal finish ahead of us. Spurs probably finishing ahead of us. Finish sixth, maybe. Uh, Chelsea are way better than us. Liverpool, look look at the business they're doing. They remind me of the old Manchester United. But it's just this. This shouldn't be happening. I don't care how long it, for a team it takes to transition. But uh, in the last few years of Ferguson, he wasn't really doing much business in the transfer window. But the man could make shit play well. That's what he could. He could play. He could make shit play well. Uh, no other manager can do that, unfortunately. Mourinho sometimes, but not that. That's about it. Um, but the problem is upstairs, and the problem is we don't have a proper director of football. I mean, you have a, a guy Woodward who's great financially and with the business side of things, but he hasn't a clue. Hasn't a clue what goes on in the pitch and our whole transfer strategy since 2013 or 2014 you could say is bring in one megastar and bring in sub standard players yeah welcome back to the manchester united Redcast, brought to you by beer 52 don't forget that brilliant offer you can get a case of beer basically for free you just have to pay for pmp it's beer52.com forward slash United, U-N-I-T-E-D. Thanks to everyone for the voicemails. Really appreciated uh, getting them. Um, Let's hit on some of the points, traps. Uh, Nav uh, was quick to uh, start us off saying that no pre-season has has taken its toll. With the bulk of pre-season being taken up with speculation um, and and, and sort of like, you know... um, Kinks in the road, if you like. Obviously, Pogba having COVID, uh, Wambasaka isolating. Um, United need time, and the players need time spent together. How much of a factor do you reckon that is? <laughs> I think it's the same for every club, isn't it? I mean, I mean why City... are we different from anybody else? We had an, an extra week, uh, week off after because we played in Europe. Why? What's the difference? Yeah, everybody else seems to be all right. But we did, I mean, we did, I, I don't think we can ignore the fact that we did go longer. Um, City obviously look, didn't look uh, like they had a problem. Um, I think it's, it's, it's how we go forward now. And if, if, if that lethargy is still there, then I think we know that's, it's not just a question of fitness. I, I do think there's definitely an element of, I think we were kind of, we really were riding a big, crest of a wave and I do think there's a little bit of an anticlimactic feeling now you know had had that had Sancho been added to the squad I think there might have been a difference I'll just use a quick example of that I think that the Bale signing you can see what that did to Spurs in in, yeah. in you know in their result on on Saturday it, it kind of gave them a lift um I think that the, the 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 guys made some very good points. Um, I think the the one that I think was it Porrick who said about you know if we don't get Sancho we're in big trouble. No, his exact words are we are fucked. Right, yeah. sorry, yeah, he put it put it a bit more uh, more forcefully than me. But I I don't think we are going to get him. I just I everything that I can see, you know, reading between the lines is Dortmund aren't going to sell him. And, you know, they told us 
what the deal was. We decided not to, to do that. Um, so it's now a question of what are the alternatives? Because if we do go in, if we do go in as with the squad as it is, it's it's not going to be good enough. It's we we will just we will just dip down because as Ben had mentioned earlier, everyone else has improved. We we're going to struggle to get top six. One of the the, the pushes for Europe this season was because nobody what really wants to join a club that is not in playing Champions League football. We're playing Champions League football. If we don't get anybody, we won't be playing Champions League football, and then nobody will want to join us. So now we have to pull, to bring in anybody. That we that's, that's going to give us a hope of, of, of improving because it won't happen next season. So um, Sancho, there's too there's too many people that are going to be embarrassed. If Dortmund sell him now, they're going to look at, they're going to look stupid. If United buy him now, they're going to look stupid for that price. You know, there's so much brinkmanship. I, I don't know who I don't think either side can 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 you know can, can lose face on this one, which is pathetic when it comes to you know. <laughs> the world of football um, but as far as replacements go I think Dan James could be on his way to Leeds we might be making a three million pound loss on that and I think Dalla asking you know going back to your previous question we're trying to sell him to Porto um, I think we're practically trying to give away a couple of other players there will be space to bring in two or three players and there's two weeks left if we haven't got players lined up already then we are abominably abominably stupid I cannot believe no, you know we all know that, how what a dickhead um, Woodward is we all know how stupid we look in the public face but I still can't believe that we don't have contingency plans I just for a multi multi million pound business I fail to see how we can't have contingency, contingency plans and I'm hoping we just don't know about them I think I think they're talking about David Brooks from from, um, <laughs> from from Bournemouth. Someone who's been out for a year, best part of a year, didn't still play. Talking about him. They're still talking about him at forty million pound. I, I, I think that's baffling, absolutely baffling. He's a left footer. He plays on the right, but he's a left footer. We don't need a left footer on the right. We need a right footed player on the right. We've got it, plenty of left footed players. They 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 play on the left. It. I think was it Van Hal who recently came out and described the players he'd asked for and who he got. It's, it's the same thing, isn't it? We're, 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 the manager is identifying players that he thinks need to be at Manchester United. They're being told they're too expensive. And so then we go and we, and the, the, and we go and get someone else that's just patently not good enough. I mean, look, I'm not saying David Brooks isn't a good player, but we, we've seen what Sancho can do on at the highest level, and Brooks has had some good games for Bournemouth. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about, isn't it? That's that's the major difference. How cheap? How cheap was Thiago? Twenty-five million. How the fuck did Liverpool pull that one off? You saw what an impact he had in the second half when he came on at the weekend, and. Let's talk about Mbappe. I'm sure it's bollocks going to Liverpool next season. They will build and build and build because they're bringing in clever players, clever signings where they need them, and they're just going to be more and more successful. They'll win the league again, potentially. They'll probably win again in Europe because that's what they do. They're suddenly going to become Britain's biggest club, and players will want to join them, and they're going to be 
we, 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 we trailed in their wake by a long way last season. I don't, can't honestly, I can't see us being anywhere closer. Let, let's be fair, Traps. Memphis Depay should still be a Manchester United player. You know, I, I know you're talking about um, LVG just there. The Giza had some really good transfer windows. I mean, in his last season, bringing in Depay, Damian, Schweinsteiger, Schneider, and Sergio Romero, Sergio Romero and Anthony Martial. The season before, I mean, you just remember the splurge United went on in, 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 in 2014. Um, Herrera, Luke Shaw, Rojo, Di Maria, Blind, Falcao. You know, he brought in a hell of a lot of players. So for Louis van Gaal to say that he didn't get the players, I call bullshit a bit. I think that's when United peaked. That's when Ed Woodward was in his sort of like, you know, his, his, his proper, you know, giving it a go phase. But after that, he's realised that he's just spunking too much money. And, and and I don't know, the way that United plays like some giant game of, of, of poker. And unfortunately, the only person that wins is the house. And we are not the house, unfortunately. We're, we're going to lose. And we're going to lose heavy. Um, I'm just very, 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 very concerned uh, at what goes on. We've got, what, 20, 15, 20 days until the window shuts. 13 days. And, and we're in big shit. Uh, Gareth made a really good point. Said that we finished the season late. The close season was chaotic. Obviously, with Greenwood and Maguire, they had their issues with England. Pogba had COVID. We've had one preseason game up against a team that had played five games in Aston Villa. A stupidly weak centre-half partnership. The starting eleven, however, he reckons is good. Transfer-wise, we still need a right winger, a left-back and a centre-half. And we need another striker in January when Agarlo goes. And do you know what? I think everyone's forgotten that. Agarlo goes in January. Um... But he said Upamakano, Sancho and Tellers are needed this window. I don't think we'll be getting Upamakano. I'd love to see him in the United shirt. Even Koulibaly, everything's gone a bit sort of cool, no pun intended, on that on that front. Um, you know, City were linked with him. We've been linked with him. Why are we not going out and getting him? He's yes, 80 he's, million. He's, oh, they're $80 million quid and he's this 29-year-old. I, I think... Well, I'm just reading online here, lads, that Ted and Mengi is travelling with the squad today. Yeah, today, I think they'll blood him tonight. Game. So, yeah. you know, let's let's hope we could see, you know, him get a game and let's just, you know, see what he's about at, the, at this level. There's no he's doubt he's a promising player. He's promising. <laughs> he's not ready to form that partnership yet. We need a, a trust, tried and trust. Uh, how far is Tan- Tansabi back uh, from, from getting to full fitness? He must be. He must be. He must be close, because he's he's the man that should step up. But Bailly, he's 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 not injured anymore. He's fit. So what? So I don't think Lindelof will be playing against Brighton. Let's put it that way. He's probably going to start with Bailly, and then this 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 conversation might just be defunct, because Lindelof might not play for us again. You know, unless we're desperate this season. Jones and well, that he might phase him out like he did with Rojo. Completely just sort of, you know, um, excommunicate him from the squad, if you like. Uh, Phil Jones and Twan are the only two out with injury at the moment. Um, Solskjaer's not really given much away in terms of who's in the squad and who's out of the squad. I'd love to see Meng- a partnership with Mengi and Bailey. Uh, Bailey. That would be good. That would be great tonight. I'd love to see that. I think Dan, I think um, Jones is injured like DFS have sales. I think there's there's like a two week window when they don't have a sell and Jones is is not injured. Um, that's my joke for the day. There you go. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Well, look, I mean, we talked about we talked you talked about um, Luke Shaw's United appearances earlier, Aaron. Phil Jones, who has been at the club since 2011, has made 165. You know, this is his testimonial year, by the way, boys. I mean, 165. It's that's just incredible. I mean, wow. that's just that's Woodgate esque. Wow. They've got to get rid of him before that. Before we actually, can you imagine that will probably be the lowest record? <laughs> <laughs> he would. He'd still be injured for his own testimonial. Bill Jones testimonial. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> you think of all the good testimonials that down the years: Neville, Carrick, Scholes, Ferdinand. Great testimonial. I was Mate. there. For the, yeah, that was that was the remember, one. remember in '98 there was United versus the rest of the world as well. I remember going yeah. to that on Monday night or Wednesday night. United versus the rest of the world, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Eric Cantona came came back and and sort of you know just absolutely shat all over the fence. But the Phil Jones testimonial, oh, <laughs> that would be absolutely horrendous, chaps. Uh, one more point. Uh, Gavin Kastan Red says it's time to offload Paul Pogba. The pace of the league and the pressing nature of it doesn't suit him. Others in midfield would thrive without him. What do you guys make of that? I think he's got a fair point. Um, I'd love to see Pogba fulfil his potential, but I'm frustrated. I never see it. And it doesn't when he's on when he, yeah when he's when he's on form, he's magical. But a, I don't know where his best position is, and b, he's rarely on form. I wonder if if um, Van der Beek and McTominay and Bruno can form a pretty nice relationship themselves. And I think I think that for all the um, for me, there's there's a reason Paul Pogba and David De Gea are still at the club, um, despite their poor form. And that is because they are internationally recognised footballers. Um, someone once told me that David De Gea is the second most popular footballer in China. Um, that's why he continues <laughs> to, to, to play, I think, or why he continues at United. It's, it, there's, a, there's a marketing aspect these days. Um, I, you know, if, if we can't, if we don't have the the relevant finances to, to get Sancho or their concern. Why don't we just sell De Gea? We've got two very good backup goalkeepers. Um, I mean, we haven't even spoken about him. I mean, he, he just looks shot to me, De Gea. Looks completely uh, a different goalkeeper than, than he was, you know, three, four, five years ago. I think people are waiting for him to regain that form because that form was so incredible. To win three player of the years on trot, that form is worth waiting for. But how long do you wait? And, and I'll I tell you what, there was a lot of talk about the penalty, right? And, and oh, unlucky, David, you, you know, you saved the penalty. But he knows the rule. You know, there's a rule. He knows it. VAR will check the penalty. The following day, Alisson did exactly the same, but managed to keep his foot behind the line. You're a professional goalkeeper, David, on £350,000 a week. If you're facing a penalty, keep your foot behind the line. 375000 actually. Um, I, I thought that was ridiculous, the whole penalty farce. I but, see that. But, but you can't, but the rule thing. is there, Ben. We could, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. I so agree nobody gets you pulled up on it. It's but, they, but, but, they, but, but they know they can be. So, 
like I said, Alisson the very next day managed to do it. Martinez for Villa managed to do it. You are a goalkeeper. Make sure you know the rules of goalkeeping. I, I find it's, 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 like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No sympathy for me. I'm sick of him. I'm absolutely sick of him. Sorry. Well, let's see how good Henderson is. He's going to play. He's going to play his fair share. I, I, I played Romero. I, I put Romero in. Yeah, but there's well, talk you know, of Romero. Romero's probably. It sounds like he's off to Valencia. I, but the dropping of Romero last year for the cup semi-final was an absolute disgrace from Solskjaer. It was a disgrace. It was a disgrace. He should never have dropped him for that semi-final. He was the FA Cup goalkeeper. Play him in that tournament. Yeah. And, and, and what, what did De Gea do? Threw one in. I agreed. I couldn't agree with you more. It was like dropping Jim Layton for the FA, for the uh, European Cup. <laughs> FA Cup, FA Cup. It was FA Cup, it was FA Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Chats, um, we're, we're taking on Luton Town tonight at Kenilworth Road. They're in a blistering run of form uh, since the back end of last season. How do you see it going? Um, Carabao Cup round three, Luton Town versus Manchester United. Ben Paul. Um, I don't hold any hope. The only reason why I'm excited to watch this one is because I want to see the young players coming in. I think we're going to see who the potential new new breed are. Um, I want to see Mengi play. I want to see Henderson play. Um, whether we'll win or not, probably not. I don't think there's enough confidence in that club to be winning at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping I don't see the headline in tatters at the Hatters. Um, so that's that's all that's all I'm going to say on it. I mean, I, I like I'm with you, Ben. I just want to see some players getting on the pitch that we don't normally see to see what they're about and to see whether you know they can make the players in the first team who underperformed so horrendously on on, on Saturday um, give them something to think about yeah yeah, and then, um, we uh, we travelled down the south coast at the weekend, Brighton away, uh, somewhere we've lost before, chaps. Are we going to win on Saturday? I, I Again, I'm not confident about that one either. I think Dan summed it up quite nicely earlier. They, Brighton know what they're doing. Um, I think we're underperforming. I think we're, we're lacking confidence and match fitness. Everything we've just said in this whole podcast... I am so pessimistic at the moment, unless we get an injection of some feel-good factor. And I don't think that'll be Teles. I think that'll be Sanchez. Sanchez. Um, I can't see it. I can't see us winning. Just can't see it at the moment. Um, uh, I'm concerned because I think that we're going to be playing a side who, like I said, know exactly what they're doing. Um, I, I would, yeah. We, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I've got, I've got. I just got. Sometimes you get a feeling about how a, a team is performing, um, and I just, I just think there's a few things that aren't quite right with us at the moment. Whether it's uh, a combination of the lack of new signings, um, and also the, the the way that the season ended, and not having a proper preseason. So, I, I think. Uh, a, a draw will be a good result of Brighton. Can I just say that um, 25, we've, this is the worst start to a season, even though it's been one game. 
for 25 years when we also lost by the same margin to Aston Villa, the same, um, no, it was, it was Aston Villa. And um, that was the game that Alan Hansen said, um, you win nothing with kids. Is there an omen there? I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, chaps, thank you very much for joining me on this week's United Rankcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, Big thanks to Ben Paul and to Dan Riley Paul as well. Um, Good to have you on board. Don't forget to drop us a tweet midweek at United Redcast. Let us know if you agree with our opinions. Uh, So it was a bit sort of all over the shop today, but that's kind of just the mood. We're all in at the moment. It's, it is it is all over the shot with Manchester United at the moment. Hopefully a couple more positive results. Um, but yeah, until next week, come on you Reds. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? And is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.